Do the New Jersey Devils have enough to make a Kevin Fiala trade happen? Do they have enough cap space to work him into their future plans? We take a look at that and more on today's special crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to a special crossover episode of Locked On Wild and Locked On Devils. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your teams every day. Thank you for making both Locked On Wild and Locked On Devils your first listen each and every day of the week. And just as a reminder, both shows are free and they are available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's crossover episode, we take a look at what Kevin Fiala could do for the New Jersey Devils. We look at some potential picks and players that could come back to Minnesota in a train. And the ever important question Will the Devils be able to work a Fiala extension into their future plans? My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, joined by the host of Locked on Devils, Trey Matthews. And Trey, I'm theming all of these as what can Kevin Fiala do for you? And so I think we'll just start right there. Obviously, a premier piece that a lot of teams are interested in trying to acquire and add to their mix. So how do you envision Kevin Fiala fitting in with where the devils are at currently and where they're trying to get to. Well, one of my, um, one of my listeners actually brought up the fact that Kevin Fiala was able to basically work with what he was given in the Minnesota wild. So they said like uh, Kevin Fiala was working on the bottom six, if I'm correct. Uh, He was on the third line. Yeah, it's he kind of, so that second and third line, they were kind of interchangeable, but at the beginning of the season, um, he, he was paired with the likes of Freddie Goudreau as a wing, Nick Bugstad, uh, Victor Rask as the center. There were some interchangeable parts to that uh, equation before Matt Boldy became the, uh, the regular fixture on that line. But yeah, that line was, was treated more as a third line to start the season. And so um, I think working with what he is given as line mates, I think is a perfect way to, uh, to describe how things went. Yeah, so basically if we were to get Kevin Fiala, he would have a much bigger role with the Devils organization because basically here's what the Devils are trying to do this offseason. They're trying to make a splash signing trade, whatever the case might be. And I actually have done a couple of episodes in regards to like how do you take advantage of some of these teams that are kind of in a salary cap situation. Talked about obviously the Minnesota Wild, talked about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I talked about a few other teams are kind of in the red when it comes to salary finance. So I know you don't want to get rid of Kevin Fiala. You know, I've seen your your Twitter uh, <laughs> description basically saying that you're all for keeping Fiala. However, I think we all know the, the writings on the, on the wall, which is Kevin Fiala basically has one foot out the door. I saw the Instagram post. I saw that he changed his uh, his profile picture of him uh, from him wearing a Minnesota Wild uniform to now basically wearing like, you know, just shoulder pads or something like that. So but I, I think he knows that his time is pretty much up with the Minnesota Wild and Basically, if he were to be hypothetically dealt over to the New Jersey Devils, he would have a major role. He would play with uh, on the same line as uh, either Jack Hughes or Nico Keisher. Basically, Kevin Fiala would be that that piece that the New Jersey Devils need because one of the offseason needs I've been talking about for the Devils is that they need more 
for depth because outside of Jesper Bratt, outside of Jack Hughes, outside of Nico Heischer, the Devils weren't really getting that consistent offense. So, you know, I, I'm banking on that maybe either Dawson Mercer, Andreas Janssen, uh, Yegor Sharangovich. Uh, I'm, I'm banking on like one of those players to basically take their games to uh, another level and basically, you know, give us more point production. However, Tom Fitzgerald has said that the New Jersey Devils are going to be all in this offseason. They're going to explore all possible avenues to uh, obtain a big name player, similar to what we did with Dougie Hamilton last year. So I think the overall role that I see Kevin Fiala fitting in is that he's the the, the player that the New Jersey Devils are looking for in terms of, you know, just getting that production. We, we've been linked to um, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goodrow. We've been linked to a few other players. I know Michael of Locked on Leafs, he threw out a trade scenario for like, you know, uh, we would give, give up the second overall pick for um, William Nylander. Essentially, it's not the that's not the full deal, but he you know gave a blockbuster. That 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 was basically the um, main focal point of the trade. So ultimately, if Kevin Fiala were to join the New Jersey Devils, he would have a much bigger role, and we would just be hoping that he's able to continue from what he was able to do this past season with the Minnesota Wild um, to now. And I've done a couple episodes uh, covering him as well. And for for some of the uh, the Devils fans listening to this, wondering, you know, you, you've got a guy that was over a point per game for a full season of production. Like, why why are you deciding that he just doesn't fit into the long term plans? And the counter to that is this: this is the byproduct of when you have to buy out the types of contracts that uh, the Wild signed Zach Parise and Ryan Suter to. Not all of it was regarding on-ice production. With Zach Parise, you could make the case that he just he was not a productive player anymore. And so that ended up being the route that Bill Guerin went. But you know, with those guys, just things that were reported off the ice in the room um, just not being great with those two, obviously it ended up being a move that had to happen. But this is the price a few years later that you pay for it. There were some salary savings in the near term with those buyouts, but now we're dealing with the ramifications of it and all of the, um, all of the decisions made by Bill Guerin have led to this point and the Wild just do not have enough money unless they go crazy and make some big trades. They just do not have enough money to fit Kevin Fiala into the long-term plans. And so now the question becomes, what sort of return can we get for a guy who is 25, coming off of a season in which he scored 85 points, and obviously could be a very, very appealing piece for a lot of teams throughout both the Eastern. Hopefully we don't trade him to the Western Conference, but there will be teams that will be interested. It, it, you'd be, have to be crazy to not be interested in that type of scoring throughout this league if you can find a way to pay him. So the Devils obviously have a lot of different pieces that they can work with uh, as well. They've got draft picks and some young players as well. And so we're going to look at some of those different pieces that could be offered in return in a prospective Fiala trade. And uh, we will do that when we come back here on today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? 
Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Plus, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend anywhere from 30 to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Continuing today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils. Once again, thank you for making both shows your first listen each and every day. Uh, Make sure you're checking out the Locked on NHL podcast for your second listen to get the full lowdown on the Stanley Cup final to see if Tampa Bay has found a little spark to get them back into the series. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Trey, let's talk picks and prospects. Now, obviously, with the Devils having the number two overall pick, probably a little too tall of an ask for Bill Guerin in a Kevin Fiala trade, but with some players attached... Second rounder could certainly be in play. So just just take us through what's the rest of the uh, the draft capital looking like uh, for the Devils uh, for the 2022 NHL draft. So I will say this: if the Devils had like the fifth overall pick, I think they would have no problem trading away to get Kevin Fiala. But they lucked out and got the second overall pick, and like I've told you, that second overall pick will be definitely a tall order. So. Um, I think originally the Devils were like, you know, I I don't know how true these rumors were or not, but I heard rumors saying that the New Jersey Devils would uh, look to trade the second overall pick for someone like Matthew Kachuk. But let's face it, that's not going to happen. But, you know, ultimately, that that's sort of like the asking price, if that makes sense. And basically, it's just like, but Tom Fitzgerald has said that he was open to trading the second overall pick for the right player. And... I just don't think Kevin Fiala is that player you trade uh, for the second overall pick. Very good player, and I would love to have him on the roster, but he's just not worth the second overall pick. But now now here's the thing, and I've talked to a few other uh, Devils news personalities about this matter as well. The Devils own their first-round draft pick um, in next year's draft, so we could definitely use that as a factor. So, you know, if you want a first-round draft pick for Kevin Fiala, we could talk about next year's uh, first round. Uh, just not this year's, but if you wanted a draft pick this year, maybe we would aim, like you said, second round or a little later, because uh, I, I I think Devils fans, if if it was like anywhere from like five to ten, if, if that second overall pick was like five to ten, I think um, they they would have no problem trading away for uh, the services of Kevin Fiala. But the fact of the matter is that now, you know, we have a chance to draft um, uh, Logan Cooley or you know maybe uh, Simone Nesmish or. I think the favorite would have to be Uri Slavkowski. So ultimately, it's just like uh, that second overall pick more likely going to remain with our organization. But I'm sure Tom Fitzgerald will like, you know, put out feelers. But, um, you know, we do have the draft picks uh, this year. We do have that first round draft pick uh, next year because, like I mentioned before, we do own it. So uh, if, if 
if you what what kind of pick are you looking for? Like, are you looking for a first round pick or are you looking for just a relatively early draft pick like the second round, like you just mentioned? So I want to ask you that. Yeah, that's a good question, because I think there are two different ways that it can be answered. Obviously, if you look at this year's NHL draft and next year's NHL draft, next year's draft is supposed to be a very, very good one. So I, 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 think, I think you're spot on with the, uh, the first-round pick this year. I think two is just too high for a player like Fiala. But yeah, five through ten, that probably would be more of a reasonable range to go. So first-round pick next year is super appealing to, uh, to try to stack a couple because it's also, you know, with Fiala being traded, it's going to be tough for the Wild to be as good next year as they were this year. Not saying it's impossible, but you got to find a way to replace 33 goals and 85 points in your offense, and that's not easy. So taking a couple of picks that could end up, depending on how the Devils do, being in the teens – and so you get, you know, you get a couple of first round picks in somewhere between 10 and 15. That's super appealing for me. Beyond that, I would say, you know, if it's if it's centered more around a pick, maybe a second this year, a third this year, something like that with a player attached. Of those two, I'm way more interested in the first round pick next year. Okay. So, if we included the first round draft pick, uh, I know this might be pushing it a little bit, but like I said, I've talked to other uh, Devils news personalities. Would it be okay if it was a top 10 protected pick? You know, if it would. So, like, you know, if the Devils don't have the best season next year, if, if, if we fall completely flat on our, on our face and we don't improve, uh, is it a little too greedy to say, like, hey, we'll give you the first round draft pick, but it's a protected first round draft pick, you know? But here's the thing. I'm banking on the New Jersey Devils improving their roster throughout the course of this offseason. So I'm banking on the fact that their season next year will be better than this uh, past season. And like you said, um, next year's draft class is supposed to be way deeper because Mm -hmm. I I hear rumors saying that outside of the top five draft picks uh, in this year's NHL draft, this is not really a good you know, draft class. So that which is why the New Jersey Devils are holding on to that second overall pick. But Ultimately, like, you know, um, if, if it was a top 10 protected first round draft pick, would you still uh, accept it? Like, w- would that be OK? Yeah, I, I think that would be I think that definitely would be, you know, another way to look at it, too, is you are banking on the Devils being a playoff team next season. Well, 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 well not playoff team, but just like <laughs> that, that fringe. To, I, but before anyone comes at me, like I, my ceiling for them wild card that that that's my expectations wild yeah. card team uh and or just you know maybe that fringe dark horse team that you know maybe you don't you don't fear necessarily but you respect yeah because I, I don't know if the i don't know if the language goes to lottery protected or something like that or top 10 i'm i'm fine with that because um that's a stipulation you see quite a bit and obviously if if the devils don't end up having um the season you're hoping for, you want to be able to, you don't want to get burned and like end up getting the number one overall pick. And then, Oh, we have to, uh, we have to give it to Minnesota. Yeah. So, so my expectations for New Jersey devils, uh, if they're healthy this year, I think the COVID restrictions have definitely, uh, you know, become way looser. I would say, you know, top 10 protected 
uh, first round draft pick for you guys as a starting point. Cause I talked to uh, another devil's podcaster about like, you know, how would you go about it? And, and he said, like, I think a lot of people would be willing to trade away the first round draft pick next year, as long as it's protected. So, you know, my thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm not a sidekick. I can't tell into the future or anything, but I expect, you know, anywhere from decent to big things for New Jersey Devils, especially if they're able to get that top player they're looking for, if they're able to fix their goaltending issues. So ultimately, you know, that's my overall mentality for New Jersey Devils. So, you know, you would still get a first round draft pick, but maybe it won't be relatively high, but still a first round draft pick, which is one of the reasons why I was uh, considering that Nylander trade that Locked On Leafs offered me because um, they they also said, we'll give you our 25th overall pick in this year's uh, draft. I said, while that's towards the end of the, the draft, it's still a first round draft pick. It's still mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've looked at this potential trade a couple of different ways is obviously it's either pick centric or you're getting some younger players. Obviously, the wild roster and their salary cap situation. The roster is pretty much filled out for next season. So if it ends up being a young player that goes to Iowa for a season or two and then is ready to help, that's appealing as well. So for the Devils, any intriguing players that are maybe, you know, on that uh, you know, rookie or one or two years in or anybody that has not quite hit the NHL level yet that would be uh, potentially appealing for Bill Guerin. Okay, so basically I'm down to trade any prospect that is not named Luke Hughes or Alexander Holtz. But I think Alexander – but my thing is, like, if you want Alexander Holtz uh, because he was outplayed by Fabian Zetterlin, personally, I don't think it was that big a deal. I just think it was a matter of circumstance. If you do want Alexander Holtz, I'm not giving you a first-round draft pick next year Yep. because I, I'm expecting big things from Alexander Holtz. So – I, I've said this many times, like, you know, the thing with prospects is just like, you know, pick which one you want. But my thing is, like, I'm not going to trade away Luke Hughes and I'm not going to trade away Alexander Holtz, most likely. And I think uh, Pavel Zaka would be included in, in in the deal as well. Zaka would just be a throw in. We're just trying to get rid of him. Like, it, it, he's a restricted free agent. If the New Jersey Devils do tender his contract, it's just because he, he's involved in some sort of deal kind of thing. So, I would say, I would say, like in terms of prospects, just pick wh- whichever one you want. So, uh, I, I would have to look at someone like Fabian Zetterlin. Uh, you know, he's a big guy on the Ford. Uh, Riley Walsh led uh, the the Utica Comets uh, defensive unit in assists. And then you know you got AJ Greer. He was an MVP. Uh, I, I talked to a Comets writer, uh, Chase DeLeo. He he was able to have a big year last year. Uh, while playing for Utica. So ultimately it's my, my thing is like, just pick whichever prospect you want. I'm willing to part ways with any of them, but uh, the, the, the couple prospects that are just on my, like absolutely no touch, uh, uh, you know, no touch list in terms of just not involving in a trade deal uh, would have to be Luke Hughes, most likely Alexander Holtz and also Dawson Mercer. Yep. That was, uh, that was the name I was going to ask you about. Cause I have seen, uh, I've seen some people in wild Twitter that, have uh, potentially been asking about uh, Mercer services. But, you know, I I look at it like this. With the way that this team is currently constructed, it may be a situation that Bill Guerin is just looking for a draft pick to allow Judd Brackett an opportunity to draft somebody into this system 
let them marinate a little bit and uh, then help this team out once the uh, once the buyouts are done because Brackett's responsible for some extremely good picks uh, for this team. Obviously, uh, the Marco Rossi pick, Jesper Wallstad, uh, look like some pretty solid additions to this wild team. So I, I think it's either going to be that they go for a, a prospect who's maybe not quite ready for the NHL level but is close, or a first-round pick. I, it's not going to be both. It's either going to be... It's going to be a, a first-round pick and maybe a low-level prospect or a high-level prospect and maybe a draft pick. It's, it's not going to be a first and a more prominent name, I don't think. Yeah, so – but like I said, it's basically being in a candy store, essentially. Yep. Like, yeah, we could do so much because the Devils have the cap space, we have the prospects, we have the draft picks, which makes – which is why, you know, I'm not just, you know, talking just to talk. I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, you know – I'm willing to like, you know, put a deal together for any of these uh, financial situations that some of these teams might be in. And I'm just like, okay, you know, if you do this, if you do that, then we could definitely get a, a, a work done. But my overall thing for Kevin Fiala is like, you know, he was able to have a good contract year. But my question for you is like, is he the real deal? Because my thing is like the past couple seasons, he's put up solid production, nothing mm-hmm. impressive, nothing to write home about, but he was able to show out in his contract year. And it's the same issue that I have with uh, Jesper Bratt, who is, you know, still a restricted free agent and still hasn't signed his extension with the New Jersey Devils. Like, you know, he had a really good year this past year. But the previous seasons, it's just like, you know, solid, nothing spectacular. But, um, you know, my overall thing for is Kevin Fiala the real deal? Is he the big name piece that the New Jersey Devils are Looking for, if that makes sense, like you said, point-per-game player, able to tally 85 points in 82 games. But my thing is, like, you know, like, and I know I sound like a broken record, is, like, you know, is he set to to be like this for years to come? Or were there, like, other expectations for him? Because I'm not sure what you thought about him going into the season. Like, did you have those expectations? Did you... Did he meet your expectations? Did he exceed them? Like, what was your mentality for Kevin Fiala? Tell you what, let's uh, let's dive into that here in just a second because you know I, I have looked at some of the possibilities for Fiala's production as a whole. Some of that I think is the Matt Boldy effect, is having just that elite level winger on the line with him. So uh, we will finish today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils, talking about a little bit of Kevin Fiala and what to expect uh, after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, as well as NFL futures. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and so much more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils. Seth Topol and Trey Matthews talking about a potential Kevin Fiala trade. And Trey, we're going to talk 
about what to expect from Kevin Fiala because you brought up an interesting question in just, you know, is this just a is this a contract year for Fiala cuz he you look at the last couple of seasons and the 54 game season um he ended up I think that was a couple years ago. He had 20 goals, 20 assists. So 40 points in 50, I think he played 51 games that year. He so he's been He's been between a 20 and 30 goal scorer when he, depending on how long the season is. This year obviously found a dream line pairing in Matt Boldy, who was able to just, was just fully ready to be kind of that complimentary player to what Fiala looks to do. But some appealing things for Fiala in his career. He plays... Pretty much every day. The only thing that has kept Fiala out of the lineup over the last couple of seasons was he got a, it was a three-game suspension uh, against the Los Angeles Kings, like right away uh, to start the season. Um, Actually, I think that was last year. So ended up getting a three or four-game suspension. Played every other game. This year, played 82 games. And if you go back, um, has been you know right around 80 to 82 games every season that he has played a full season. So no injury issues. He, this year, obviously didn't have the greatest of, of line mates to start the season. Freddie Goudreau was playing wing, not center. And Victor Rask as your center and or Nick Bugstad, it's not great. So it took him a little while to get his scoring going. When he is on, he is an elite level. When he is on a, a, a Fiala heater, he is an elite level scorer. He finished the season with 25 goals in his last, I believe it was 40 games. So just insane production when he is really feeling it. So some of that could have been the message from Bill Guerin to prove it this year, which he did. Some of that could have been just trying to meet that challenge. Some of it could have been Matt Boldy. But the other factor to take into consideration here, 25 years old, so just entering his prime. And so he could, he very well just took another leap in his progression. A guy who's played in the NHL since he was 18. So are you going to get 85 points if you acquire Fiala, depending on who his line mates are? You could get something very similar to that. You could get more. His production with Matt Boldy on the 47 games that they played together was a 44-goal, 108-point player in that pairing. So you get him a line mate that's similar, you could end up getting somebody that exceeds those numbers. It's all going to come down to the price of the extension. because he, he wants to get paid, and he deserves to get paid. He does. I mean, you know, no ands or buts about it. He did have a good contract year. Can't depo- I can't uh, fault him for that. Um, you know, I, I just know, like, I just know, like, you know, it's not going to come cheap. I know the Wild can't afford him, and I know that the New Jersey Devils, we have about twenty-five million dollars in cap space. We're definitely going to have to use a, a decent chunk of that money to re-sign Jesper Brad to his extension because. At the time of recording, an extension still has not been 
announced. I'm confident it'll get done, but uh, still have still nothing right now. It seems like uh, they're 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 at a they're they're at a stall for right now. But for Kevin Fiala, it's just like you know um, because if if we were to trade for his services, it's just like we're putting our trust into him that he's definitely going to try try to continue uh, the season that he that he had um, uh, this past year. So my thing is just like. Um, what are my realistic expectations for Kevin Fiala? Like I said, he could be paired alongside with Nico Heischer on the second line or Jack Hughes on the first line. I'm confident that someone like Jack Hughes could definitely get this same type of production out of Kevin Fiala because you literally told him what his, who his line mates were. And I think uh, Jack Hughes is definitely very underrated in terms of being a very good facilitator in the league and just making teammates around him better. But ultimately it's just like, um, I think it comes down to this. Like, I want Kevin Fiala, but what am I willing to give up? Yeah. And like I told you, I'm willing to give up a first-round draft pick, not this year, next year, as long as it's protected, and I'll give you a prospect as long as it's not named Luke Hughes or Dawson Mercer or most likely Alexander Holtz, but that could be negotiable. Um, and I would just throw in Pavel Zaka. Quite, you know, I know you probably don't want Pavel Zaka, but <laughs> we're just trying to get rid of him. Yeah. So, you know. I've been patient with him. I was big on him last year, but um, he's kind of uh, disappointed me. Well, and that that one's going to come entirely down to money because we we definitely do not have a lot, and so if that's something that can be worked out uh, to to throw in as just one of those change of scenery pieces uh, pieces to this deal, that that certainly is something that Bill Guerin would look at. Um, ultimately, I think from what you have said. I would lean more towards Kevin Fiala continuing the production hike with if he could better line mates. If, if, if he could give me anywhere from 70 or let, I'll be a little nicer. If he could give me anywhere from 65 to let's say 80 points anywhere in that range, I think I'd be okay with it. I, I think he can with a full season of some of those guys that you mentioned as his predominant line mates. Um, I think he could definitely give you that. Yeah, so uh, because last year, Jesper Bratt led our team in uh, in points in, in the 70 range. Uh, he had 26 uh, goals along with Jack Hughes, which was tied for a team. So if Kevin Fiala were to have the same type of season that he had with the Minnesota Wild, so Kevin Fiala would be leading our team in goals, assists, and points. Like, no ands, ifs, or buts about it. So I know... I know that um, I, I probably don't have the right to like nitpick his game or anything, but I'm just saying like if a first round draft pick is involved, if a prospect is involved, then you know I just gotta just gotta be careful because I know the Devils are just trying to take their organization to the next level. Yep. But how we go about it is definitely going to um, is definitely going to be a factor because if Tom Fitzgerald drops the puck on this one, then he he might he he might uh might as well get a cardboard box and just you know pack the stuff in his office because you know it, we we I know the New Jersey Devils were tired of just you know missing the playoffs like this I think this is our fourth consecutive year of missing the playoffs we've only uh been to the playoffs like once in the past like 11 or so years last time we were competitive was back in 2012 when we went to the Stanley Cup finals so ultimately it's just like the Devils are just itching to get back to the playoffs, even if it's a wild card position, and even if we get knocked out of the first of the first round, excuse me, then um, it, that's still something. But like, 
how do we do this? We need decent goaltending. We need someone who could give us uh, some stability in net alongside with Mackenzie Blackwood. Or we need some uh, solid defensemen. I think we've already worked on that with Dougie Hamilton. I'm banking on that. Dougie Hamilton will improve next year because he did have facial surgery. Um, Ryan Graves, Jonas Siegenthaler, all those guys, they have silent impacts. I'm hoping the New Jersey Devils give P.K. Subban another shot just to uh, join the organization once again. And then in terms of fours, we just need more offensive production outside of our baby big three in Brat, Heischer, and Hughes. And I think Kevin Fiala would definitely be a good gift for New Jersey Devils. And done a couple silly season discussions. I just said, not worth the second overall pick, but definitely someone I would uh, try to pursue after. Yeah, I, I think he could be a really good fit. The question, as we both have discussed, is just going to come down to the price and what does the extension – that because the team that acquires him is going to want him to sign an extension to stick around. Otherwise, there's no point in giving up prospects for that. So what does it take to get him? How much does it cost to sign him to a long-term deal? If the Devils can answer those questions, well, we may have ourselves a deal and uh, we'll be seeing Kevin Fiala – Rocking that uh, Devils Uni next season. So going to be fun to see how this plays out. And uh, as we get closer to the draft, things will pick up. So we'll wait and see. But uh, I think that's going to wrap up this crossover episode of Locked on Wilds and Locked on Devils. So now that your first listen of the day is done, again, make sure you're checking out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on the Stanley Cup final the Locked On NHL podcast is free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like these two shows. Free and available wherever you listen. So make sure to check us out and stay up to date with your favorite NHL teams as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. New episodes coming out every Monday through Friday. See you.